back to another episode of the Winner's Culture. We like to highlight the journey to success and not the glory that it brings. I'm here with my co-host to the left. Hey, y'all, it's Blondie. And then to my right. It's just JJ. Y'all know the motto, man. Just Daryl, one R, one Y, one L. The desert do need sand. Don't get it wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> how y'all feeling today? Yo? Y'all cool? Everybody cool? Y'all good? It's hot. It is hot. It's a hot one today. Very hot. It's a hot one today. But listen, we got a real special episode. I say that every week because every episode is special. Um, but this week, we got another another woman that is doing her thing for years, not only just in the city, but in general. And then she's blessed us with her presence today. We got Imania Pishposh with us. How are you feeling today? I'm What's good. going How on? Hey How are you? Good. How was your day? <laughs> Everybody's hot today. Yo, Listen, we all hot. on the same page. We all starting from the same spot. Heat. I felt the same Just way. Heat. I feel even hotter because we got to turn the air off. I can't wait till the fall. Oh my gosh, me too. I love the fall. I feel like yeah. when we say that though, the fall and the winter come around. Like, you mad? I'm never mad. I feel, this, I feel the same way though. When it get too cold and it hurt, <laughs> you sound like an old person. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But yo, let's let's get into it. You know. <laughs> but but so, Amani, can you tell us a little bit about your background, where you from, you know, how you grew up, all that? Yeah, so I'm from North Philly. Um, most of my family was always from, like, the Gerard area, from, like, Vaughn Gardens, Richard Island. Um, even a little, like, uh, I would say, like, a little poppy land cool. <laughs> area as well, too. I'm just meaning, like, my family in general. Um yeah, I just grew up around Gerard. I went to Gerard College from okay. the first to the seventh grade. And, um, yeah, I went to a lot of kind of different schools. I don't know. You got to be more specific. Okay, so I know you from running track, running fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you went to Swenson, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember specifically in a 200-meter race because one of my good friends, shout out to Jada. Love you to death. <laughs> <laughs> but... But you smoked her, so I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who is this girl? I'm cranking. You, you see what I'm saying? And I never got a chance to meet you until the uh, what I wish I knew event. Shout out to Manny. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and I had to tell you that. And then I seen Pishposh too. I seen Pishposh from back somewhere in, in college time. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, you was drawing from Bobby. Bobby, yeah, that went to West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember. So I was like, "Yeah, you gotta come and, and talk about how that whole thing went." So what was the the transition like? Because to be that fast, you had to practice. Like you had to be in it. Mm-hmm. Like what was the transition like from sports to like? So I ran since I was nine years old. So okay, I've always been training. Yeah, to you know become a state champ. That was like my goal. So yeah, yeah I just really just made it happen. Um, practicing every day. Uh, even if I didn't make it to practice, I was practicing in the neighborhood, running around the block. Right. Like, it was, like, real hardcore. <laughs> right. Is that yeah. what you went to college for? hmm So I got a track scholarship full ride um, to A&T. Congratulations. And, I mean, my track career did end there because I started Pitch Bosh. <laughs> so can you tell us about, like, how that went, that, that transitionary period? So that transition, um, I don't know. College is definitely different on a sports level. It's more business-oriented. Sure. So I didn't feel happy anymore with it okay. it was just like, felt like a job. yeah it felt more like a job and I mean I've always been painting as well too I learned how to paint when I was in the first grade at Gerard College mm-hmm. and I always just was like 
top artists in the class, like always getting awards everywhere. And then mm-hmm. I, I did like a few different like programs around the city. Um, so when I'm in college, I'm like, I need to make some cash. I couldn't work a job because I had study hall practice and stuff like that. So I'm like, let me just, you know, paint some stuff and sell it. Mm-hmm. And it really just went from there, took off from there. Like the first piece I dropped, I sold it that exact day. And uh-huh. from there, I just took that money, flipped it back in, and just kept like kept doing it. Yeah. Um, then I went to the coach my junior year. I'm like, hey, can I just be the team manager? Because <laughs> I don't want to run anymore. And he let me keep my scholarship for like a, uh, that year too, as well. What year is this? Um, junior year. Junior uh-huh. year. So you mm-hmm. made it for three years. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I just was like, after that, full bloom, push posh every day. Wow. That's shout out to coach. He let you. Yeah. Was mm-hmm. He let you keep the scholarship and still. That's crazy. So I feel like, like when you was going into. First of all, like when when you first made the decision to like stop doing track, were the, were your teammates cool with that? Was your was your coach cool with that? Like, um, I, I think so. Yeah, my coach, we pretty had like a a great like connection, like bond. Like I think he was understanding, okay. just so wasn't working was, out. He, yeah, he it was like over me because so I was just like, um, kind of over it. The only person I would say was my mom. She was just like. It's probably just like a hobby. She didn't understand the capacity of what I was doing at the time. So she just like, it's a hobby, you know. And also, I studied pre-law, so I was straight supposed to go to law school and just right. do that. So she just was like, you're about to mess up everything. Yeah. And uh, it was crazy. But she was probably more so the only one. But now she's understanding to it. She understands the capacity. I had brought her down to one of my shows in North Carolina. She was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was funny. Like, I see what's going on now. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I was about to say, so like, what? How, how does your mom feel like now after seeing? Um, yeah, she like once I brought her down to that fast show because I wasn't officially established yet. Like, that's one thing I just because I think I'm an artist and I was like more so go with the flow. I didn't know all the ins and outs of business and stuff until I got to a specific classes in law where it was like the business law class. And I'm like, oh, I got to do this, this, that. Mm-hmm. And when my after my mom came down for that fashion show. She went ahead and got my LLC, business license, all that and stuff. And yeah, just made it a corporation. Okay. Um, and she wants to even like start, cause she's into like uh, smoothies and stuff. So she wants to start like a smoothies truck, but call it like Pitch by Smoothies, but it'll be under the like kind of umbrella. So yeah, she just went all in, really did that and like paid for all that for me. So now uh, she's like really on board. Like, yeah. I mean, stuff. you kind you kind of did it now. Like yeah. it kind of is what it is mm-hmm. at this point. <laughs> yeah. I feel like what so you said you went to North Carolina A&T was was that your only offer? No, I got a few offers from a lot of PWIs, Morgan. I was actually really going to go to um Pittsburgh. Um A&T was my last recruit visit. Okay. I was like I looked at them like vacations, so I was like when to get out of school. So I was like let me just take this last recruit visit. Although I was about to sign the pit. You said you looked at and it like vacations. Yeah. That's just how I, like you know they would be hyped. They would be like, "Oh, where you want to go to eat?" Red Lobster, like. (laughs) (laughs) So at the time, um, I was like, let me go down to A&T. I went with um, a friend of mine, Amy. Um, We both was looking or whatever. And I just liked the environment. Mm -hmm. Just a bunch of black people, like, just straight on success, wanted to elevate. And especially on sports, I had, once I got there, was like, you know what? This whole time I've been pushing to get to a PWI, the top predominantly white school and why do that when I can go to HBCU with my talent and elevate them that way because you know funding is low it's different just athletes always feel like we have to go to like the more 
whiter schools. But you know, if you look into AT now, like they're the number one track program in the country right now. Wow. Tito, yeah. Tito went to A&T, didn't he? Mm -hmm. He did. Y'all ran together. Yep. Yeah. Heavy, what's up, Tito? Heavy military bull. You are. <laughs> <laughs> but he was dumb good when he went to West. I just thought about that. No, yeah, he was. That's crazy. I think he went States, too. That, yeah, that's that same year, I think. Yeah, both of y'all did. So I can see how y'all was the top the top program because y'all had all the, mm -hmm. the Well, not, I wouldn't say why I was there. I think it started growing, like, immediately. Like, the, when I came in, this new guy, his name is Dwayne Ross. He was um, number two in the hurdles at the Olympics. He, like, changed the trend, the program. Wow. And it's like, they had, like, four athletes go to the Olympics last year. Okay. So for the people who think about it, them, them athletes that's thinking about it, what it's like going to HBCU? Definitely. You're going to, although I had my thing about, like, the whole business thing, I just, it, was, it didn't work out for me. But I see it really work for other athletes. You know, you around people that's like you that wants to really see you win. Um, I feel like more the PWIs they like use you, spit you out. So right. you, <laughs> you feel go more connected to people. It? Yeah, it was like you just wake up and it's just like a vibe. Like everybody's on the same frequencies. Like everybody wants to win, even if not like just with the sports, but just academics. So I think HBCUs is really where our people need to go to, so we can build them back up. Because a lot of them are closing down, and a lot of them are converting to be PWIs because they're not getting the funding. But once we start throwing back into them, then they'll elevate. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't. Even, I thought they just closed. I didn't even know you could change into a PW. So they yeah. just started admitting white people. No, like, um, like converting it. Um, I don't know if you watch the show All American. Yeah. So in All American Homecoming, it shows how they're like University in Atlanta. They're low on funding. Mm -hmm. So what they basically do is a PWI will come over like, oh, we'll make this our branch school. We'll like combine them, but it, it's wow. more so under them. Like, you know how like Penn State has multiple oh, campuses. Oh, okay, 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 like okay, that. okay. I see what's going on. Our school just did the same thing. We went to Bloomsburg, all of us. Yeah, it's erasing the history of it. Cause like they'll go in there and convert all things, take out a lot of the African-American classes. It's, it's, mm. it's a mess. <laughs> yeah, did y'all know that, that Bloomsburg doing that? They Bloomsberg that, that they combined with Lock Haven a and lot of the state schools. Yeah, it's like four of them. Yeah. So like, I don't even. I don't think Bloom is Bloom no more. Mm. Uh -huh. So who are they under? It's it's called something different now. It's like uh, it's like four different schools under one umbrella. The Commonwealth, the Commonwealth yeah. University or something what? like that. Yeah, what? It's, it's that sounds like something in a what? movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's nutty. What? Oh man, yeah, that's that's bad. But you had said that you started the brand while you were in school. Mm -hmm. Did you know exactly? Like, because you started with just, was it just paintings? Yeah. No. My first piece was actually, I went to Dollar Tree. I got a t-shirt, some bleach and a paintbrush. And, and I just did, did a design a on there with bleach. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I sold it. sold it that day. $20. I know the customer, too, yeah. <laughs> who I sold it to. And from there, I just went back and got more t-shirts. The t-shirts at the Dollar Tree was a dollar. So I just, like, bought a bundle of them. And then from there, just kind of, like, took the Elevated. What made you run with the name Pish Posh? So actually, I got the name from an old best friend of mine from okay. my old neighborhood. Um, we grew up. I knew her. I met her at Gerard College. Um, but one day we was in a poppy store, and she, I had a shirt on that I had made for myself. This wasn't when I when I was selling it, but something I just made for myself. Yeah. And she was like, "That looks Pish Posh. You should come out with the clothing line called Pish Posh." Pish Posh. What do that mean yeah. though? What did she so, mean? Like, All right. <laughs> older white people say it is like to be absurd to others' opinions. Like, oh, Pish Posh, like. Oh, you know what's crazy? 
Cause in the meeting for this episode, right, <laughs> he kept talking about how that's what that means, and I'm like, oh, that's I not what that means. Them, right? I'm like, that's how they use it. So I was wondering why you decided to run with that name as your brand. Right. I'm like, that's how they use it, and they looking at me like, no. I think it fits me because I I really do like some of my pieces are outspoken. It has meaning to it, so mm. it really is like right. I'm saying what I'm thinking through my work. Yeah. Um, like I do pieces on like uh. Walter Sterling died, like a piece, like um, touching on police brutality, a piece touching on like slavery, just enlightening people different ways, a piece right. on frequencies and right. your chakras. Yeah. It's like kind of really touching on things that matter to me. So I think it really fits. Wow, you sound like you really read books. You be reading books. I do. <laughs> it's been a little slow lately, but I have. I'm trying to build a library. I want a library, like yeah. in my house. Yeah. So, but I have like a few books. Um, I got this book that's really good. It's by Queen Afua. She talks about like spirituality. I got Damon John book. Is it Sacred Woman? Yes. Yes, I had that I book too. It. Yes, I was that book. Okay, I want a library I'll too. I work too. in a little library too. <laughs> um, breathing books. Uh, just a uh, uh, poor dad, rich dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got a book from Damon John. I was saying I met him at A and T. Okay. He came there and did like a, a special program of like going to different HBCUs doing a um, Shark Tank. Okay. So he like gifted Did like those books stuff. I got I want money not from him from somebody else. Okay. Um, she was an alumnus of A and T. She's like a millionaire. Wow. She has like a tech company or something. Mm-hmm. Based out in like uh, I think her name is Janice something, but she has like a few thousand like four different winners. Mm. Um, but it was really dope. He did give us books and stuff. Um, he signed and stuff. It just like kind of gave us like some insight off stage and stuff. But other than that. Um, for, as far as my book bag, I'm trying to grow it. Yeah, no, I can <laughs> tell. Sure. Like I could, like I said, I could tell that the education is there. How do that come out in your art, or it, does that influence your art? Or um, you know what I'm saying, I don't or you just draw whatever. Yeah, I just draw what I feel. Kind of, I'm, I'm really, I feel like a little behind on the art scene. I feel like I'm more plugged in with fashion world, so I'm trying to get my work into galleries, like real mm. intricate mm. pieces, because I, I don't think. People look at me for canvas artwork as much, mm. but I could do it. And okay. I, when I've done pieces, they go. Have so. you done it? Mm-hmm. Is it on the page? Yeah, when they sell, I take them off. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, but I'm trying to get into galleries. I want to do exhibits, stuff like that. Because um, that's what's really going to go. Like, yeah, I could probably sell the jacket for like 400 but I sell a canvas piece. Mm. Sell it for like 20 k right. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm trying to get right. on that level and really like move it that okay. way. So you talked about the name, the name piss posh like how did you how how did you market that to make it successful you feel what i'm saying because people don't really so that goes back to the hbcu i yeah. think that just came naturally i didn't have a plan i just was like let me post this movement so <laughs> so i was just like going with the flow like okay. i really didn't know anything and I, again the hbcu just being on campus people like oh you piss posh on instagram uh. and then i was like Okay, people are noticing me. Let me do something for community. So again, back to um, when Alter Sterling died, that was like my like year of like shoot takeoff. Mm. Um, and it wasn't even like a thing of like let me do this specifically to market. I literally just genuinely came from my heart. I was very upset with his death, so I created a hat um, and it said, "I hope I don't get killed for being black today." But when I posted it, I said, "If anybody's in this area in Greensboro, bring me whatever piece of hat, and I'll paint it on you for free. Like mm. paint it on whatever item." And from there, a lot of people hit me up, but a lot of people that weren't in Greensboro, 
all across the country. It was like, oh, my gosh, I want this. Could you put it on your site? And then I kind of went from there, and they, like, kind of shut off. But also what I implemented in there, I did, like, a real, like, large photo shoot. Everybody, things that I painted, we did, like, a like pro-black photo shoot. And it kind of went viral on Twitter wow. um, from there. And it was, like, most people from the campus and stuff. So from there, it just kind of shut off. And then I just went real hardcore with networking, finding pop-up shops, always emailing people, um, reaching out, trying to find fashion shows to get on, mm. just really, like, trying to connect. And it was, like, all over. Like, I was doing panels with, like, um, established, I was like, white business owners in Greensboro, like, mm-hmm. that own buildings downtown and stuff. Like, wow. it was, it was like, crazy, like, how it just, and every, I, I, I got to a point where I didn't have to reach out. St- things started coming. Right, right, yeah. right. You was her at this mm-hmm. point. <laughs> Century. Yeah, I got the name, the Pishbosh Girl, from people, like, that just would see me. And like, just you're the Pishbosh Girl. Stuck. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, let me change my Instagram today, because they call me that anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> what was the, what was the, the, the stat? The stat yeah, it's I crazy, because I was over here thinking, um, the stat that we had found, well, we was researching, and it said, like, 20% of businesses fail within two years. Mm-hmm. I think 45 fail within five. Uh, 65% fail by 10, and only 25% make it to 15 plus. And when we were researching and thinking, like, what kind of tactics, tactics and strategies you have to implement to survive that time frame, even in what you just said, I know one of them has to be passion. Yeah, I mean, just that's in, what I was just, just thinking. And what your was art was, nothing. like, and what you were just saying is, like, it wasn't like I did this because I could use this moment to grow my brand. It was like, I'm really passionate about this. Mm-hmm. And I allowed that to fuel my, my art and my craft and it elevated the business. Right. So a question I wanted to ask y'all, like, what do y'all think about, one, that stat, and then two, like, how to thrive in business and get to those those milestones? I guess I'll take it first. First of all, the stat, crazy. Bro, I said the same yeah, thing. I didn't know. Like when you when you said this that, I'm like, dang, people really don't make it out here. But it makes sense though, because it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It really is. It really is. I, think we, I think that shows you like when you really are thinking about I want to do this, I want to be an entrepreneur. It's like But I feel like that just mind. be it. Usually people just have that thought. Like, I want to do this. And then right. you start doing it. Or the problems come and then and it's like that uh, status. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what you think, Bloody? How I long? Mean, how long you? How long you been doing it now? How long you been in business for yourself? Um, since 2018, I guess, or like 2019 ish. So, so a couple like years. years. Yeah, like four years. Um, and it it definitely wasn't a plan. I kind of like got pushed, slash pushed myself into it because you know, I yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. Was, it like all the all the signs were there, and it's like you could be stubborn or you could not be stubborn. So. Like y'all were saying, I feel like you definitely um, gotta have the passion for it and the talent for it. Like, and talent can be—you could practice things, but you gotta have like the initial interest, passion, right. talent. Um, because when you in business for yourself, it's days where you make thousands of dollars, and it's days where you make zero dollars. But the bills still gotta get paid either way. So you know, you gotta like have a reason to wake up and like, yeah, want to do it. Yeah, Mike, how about you? What kept you going? Yeah, I think it's just. You know what she's saying it's just my whys i have like a lot of whys of course family bu- building generational wealth like that's just i just need to be able to leave something like mm-hmm. that's like super established stuff because again back to my little pro rec stuff i'm always like no, we love it love, i we love it watch hidden colors that like motivated yeah. me i could watch it over and over again mm-hmm. and when you just really think of like how the 
transition of slavery, like how we literally had nothing. We had to start from scratch, but we we still kind of behind. Like mm-hmm. we can't pass down acres and acres of land. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of us are, but the magnitude that is mm-hmm. not at is like it really sucks. So I'm trying to just get to that point where I can like buy land, pass that on, buy houses, pass that on. And again, even my business, even it's not that, just the wealth that it can um, take. Um, and also, just I really want to be big. I want to be global, like real live global. I mean, I've had a few orders, Canada, Australia, um, the UK, but I want to be like super, like where I'm doing a fashion show overseas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so your competitive nature kicked in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to be that. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say competitive. More so, I just want to be big. I just, I really do. I like, and I want it to be more upscale. So I want to, I really want to like be locked in completely with like a lot of celebrity clientele and mm-hmm. just like people that really like, I'll spend a thousand dollars on a hat. Thousand dollars on a hat, but no, your stuff crazy though. Like we was looking yeah. at the yeah, website, we and we was like, yeah, this is, this is, this is wild. Mm-hmm. Like, how how long it take you to make a t-shirt? Um, not really long, maybe hour. Really Did it always long. take an hour? Like, um, no, I feel like my work keeps growing. Keep it gets more detail over okay. time. Okay. So, um, but t-shirts are not even my favorite. I really like doing jackets, jackets. more than anything because they last longer. Okay. Um. And bags also too. People love my bags. <laughs> um, and even hats have become my fave now because a lot of guys really like my hat. Yeah, it's, it was hard branding with guys because sometimes they like, is it a girl brand? I'm like, no, I really want everybody to wear it. Hey, like, listen, we about to help. We about to help with that. But I've just been trying to find the right thing. And you know, Philly guys are very specific on what they like. No, Not too sure. much, it's but like, fly. Okay. <laughs> Philly got like, like I, don't, I don't know about the Romstones. I don't like, know about the Pearls. Like, like, but some of them like it too. So I'm like still trying to lock in with the guys and really gain like their respect. Like you know, we got that's our go-to designer. But right, it, right. it's been working a little bit um, okay. with them. So, in your last collection or like one of your more recent collections, um, we saw that you had a piece that stated expensive tears cost more. Can you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about like about what that means and like what inspired it? Okay, so it expired. That was a breakup. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I was just really going through it that Aww. week. So I was like, let me just drop a few t-shirts of, like, more just to release how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, they did pretty good. So right. most of them. Um, they loved yeah, them. most of my pieces. How old is that collection? How old, how old is that? That was recent. I just dropped that, oh, so um, like, three weeks ago, maybe. Oh, wow, I'm sorry to hear that. You wow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Sorry, I didn't know. I thought we was years. Thought it was time to heal. Yeah. I didn't know. Stop. No, yeah. Didn't. Of course, <laughs> it's always time to heal. Yeah. So, so what did the what did the expensive part mean though? You feel what I'm saying? Like um. I don't know. I listen to Mika a lot. I guess what expensive. I thought. That's, what, that's what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. I, thought I listen to Mika a lot, and I feel like. I'm really like like that, and I feel like mm-hmm. if people play with me and make me mm-hmm. hurt. Like you have to understand, like you just yes. a gem. Like it just bothers me. <laughs> it's not the same. I just feel like and yeah. Oh, was, I see what you said. I oh, see, you I see, see what I'm it saying? now. That's hard. That makes it harder. <laughs> well, I love it. <laughs> I love that. Now I gotta say it because before I didn't know what it mean, I'm gonna say it. Like what? I'm gonna let you know. Expensive tears cost yeah, more. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah. You but he didn't use it like that though. He used it more. He like, said expensive pain. Yeah, expensive yeah. pain. But he that. used it more like it was like money. Yeah. Like you feel yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. a like a pain, a Not price more to so success. The emotion, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? That's how he was using it. She using it like you drop the bag, and that's gonna hurt. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, that's how I'm going to use it. That's how I'm going to use it. I'm cracking All right. So can you, uh, can you talk about some of the, the, the personal hurdles you had to face uh, to start Piss Posh or some of the, the business hurdles you had to face once you began Piss Posh? Because it's always... Um, so one I probably haven't talked about in a while, um, it was during college. Um, so I was, I got reached out to by an organization that was on campus. It was like, hey, we would love to do a fashion show with you, have it on campus and stuff like that. Um, just come with the designs and, you know, orchestrate it. And they did. They got, it was going to be like um, in a building on campus and stuff like that. Um, because I was growing the news reached out to me, radio station, to like uh, other newspapers in the city. Like it, I got a, like a lot of coverage just on the momentum of it building up. And the university didn't like that. They were like, um, it looks like you're trying to use us to promote your brand and not like pay for the venue. And I'm like, well, they reached out to me for fashion show. Usually I do my fashion shows off campus. So they basically told me, you know, since your news interview, We'll have to charge you. And this was two days before the fashion show. This was, was the institution wow. telling you. Yeah. Wow. I wouldn't say the whole, because you know it's different departments. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot yeah, of people yeah. respected right. me and was like, I got letters from the school like, oh my God, we're so proud of you. But this was a specific orga- uh, all department that was over organizations. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they basically was like, you got two days to come up with the venue fee for this if you want the show to continue. Mind you, we had already given out tickets. It was a free fashion show. So I had already given out like a lot of tickets. It was like we gave out like nine hundred. Wow. Um, to like campus students and stuff like that. Um, so what I had to do was, and at the time I had already resourced to like, I made like ninety pieces for that show, mm-hmm. and I was building sets, like going to Home Depot, like building like sets for the extra fashion show. So I spent a lot of money. So at that time, you hit me up two days before. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Right. And it was like five o'clock on Friday. The show was on. Not two days before. The show was on Tuesday, but it was Friday. They told me. Okay. They, I had to give the money in on Monday, 9 a.m. How much was the, the fee? Woman to me. If, you, um, if you remember. Like 1500 $1,500 by Monday. Yeah. So this is what I did. I sat there. I cried. I'm like, really? You're going to make me pay? <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to show them wrong because they think you shutting me down. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I stayed up all night, and I was like, you know, let me drop a flyer real quick to tell everybody I'm having a cookout tomorrow. So I was like, I'm going to have a cookout. I hit up this boy I knew that owned a store, like, down the street from my apartment. I'm like, can I throw an event, like, at the store and outside? Um, it was going to be, like, a free cookout or whatever. I'm going to have everybody come buy stuff. So I stayed up all night. I did a bunch of hats mm-hmm. and, like, whatever I could get up. I got up in the morning, went to the grocery store, like, bought sodas, hot dogs, all of that. And, yeah, I was like, everybody, please come out to the barber shop. And I made the money all that day. Like, it was, like, they was salty. <laughs> I walked in there so proud with the money, yep. like in the morning, because they was yep. like, "You have to be here by nine a.m." Oh. I was like, "Here you go, oh. here you go." Because <laughs> you thought you were about to shut it down, and mm-hmm. I just feel like, I think the little, like the woman who called me, I feel like she really thought like it was going to be yeah, like, it was right. done. She was probably I was like, I don't have it. In the off but I really like flipped the narrative and had it. And even the day of, it was just like a lot of things that they were just mm. trying like, to catch you on. Yeah, and I'm just like, was she salty when you when you gave her that bread? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember that look on her face? Yeah, it was yeah. just like... They always saw you. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just interesting because that was one of the little downfalls with it. But it, I wouldn't blame it on the whole university because, again, I had got a specific letter from, like, the president, vice president, right. like, chancellor and what? stuff. And they was like, we're so proud of you. Like, we've seen your interview. But Aww. this was a whole different performance. I wouldn't say everybody. Was this, was this black people? 
Hey, it was at A&T. That's what I'm saying. So this lady that you put. Yeah, I just think she just was looking at like I was trying to profit, but really I was just trying to throw a free show. It was a free show. I wasn't making money from it. But at the end of the day, even if you was, like, what is the purpose of the university? Not to to uplift it. That was the only time they tried to shut me down. A lot of time, that specific office, because I would do pop up shops. She was a hater. She was a villain. She was a hater. I would do pop up shops every Friday in front of the campus, in front of the cab. But there's like a hundred fifty dollar vending fee, and I would pay it. Right. Once, I, even that day, she was she was just saying all this stuff like you've been doing what you went on campus doing. Oh, shops uh, okay. I said I have We're all like those that. receipts that I oh paid for God. it. Like, what are you talking about? It was just like yeah, a lot of like hating stuff. They tried to me down a few times, and then the next year when I tried to reach out to do the, the show in another venue, they kind of just like didn't um, accept my like submission to mm-hmm. one. I was like, you know what, it's fine. Here. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that that story really just made me happy for some some reason. Like the emotion I felt yeah, was happiness. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you walked in there and put that money on right the table there. like that and said, "You ain't got to count it. It's all there." It's all there. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I was so happy. Like, wow, I really just made this money. And the night before, like, mind you, I had to put out money just to make the cookout be something. But just DJ, the fact you thought of it like that, right. and then right. you came up with it, and then right. did it, and then you had to what make new product for the for the cookout. Yeah, right? and yeah. those hats That's I had to I sell was hats I was going to give away at the show. The first wow. hundred people that walked in the door was going to get a hat automatically. Oh, it was crazy, wow. but it worked out in my favor because that show elevated it more. It was a really good turnout. I love it. A lot that. of people there. I love it because it's like she said. First, I cried. It's like. After Gotta I get my emotion, right. yeah, I get my emotion out of the way, but then I'm gonna get to it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get to it right after that. Then I got right to yeah, it. I'm gonna get right yo, to this it. That's beautiful, yo. I'm so glad we asked that question. Mm-hmm. Was it was it is there any more stories? Any more crazy A and T stories? <laughs> Not A and T, you know, um, I had a situation one time where uh somebody had like broken into my apartment and like took everything and landlines. I had to like start from scratch. It was when, crazy. When, Are you serious? When and where was that this? happened twenty eighteen? Right after graduation. Wow. So it happened at college? Yeah. Okay. But I lived off campus, but a lot of people knew where I lived mm-hmm. um, and stuff. Um, but Yo, yeah, what's they up with just, the hating, though? Like, what is it going was on? Crazy. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? The administration hating? The, the mm-hmm. Whoever broke into I think, But, crib? you know, I'm not going to say it was a lot of hating because I really was highly Thrive. loved. Right, right. People so, of was, course, there were, like, love than hate. Right. random yeah. ants out of a big crowd of people that loved me. It like was so. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, somebody like basically like took all my inventory. I had to like literally refund a lot of people. It put me behind on orders, and that was definitely been a struggle. Yeah. It's still kind of struggle now, just trying to like. It's always been a domino effect of always trying to catch up and like whatever, because yeah. it really like messed me up. Because that that point, I wasn't painting. I started graphics too, so I was selling sweatsuits, wow. two piece sets, graphic tees, a lot of stuff that people had ordered, um, and it really hurt me. That was like really devastating. I was like, "What the heck?" So, yeah. so, so, well, you probably wouldn't even know, like, to see people in your stuff and not know if they bought it or not. Mm, right. I don't know. I think they. I, some. I just felt they threw it away, maybe, because it's just like they just destroyed you, everything. You think they just broke in the crib, stole this? I don't think it was. Into, I think it was like purposely more so to like just. Just mess up your whole just, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like stuff it they wrote on the wall oh, or okay, ripped up okay. newspaper articles. I had. I had like. Newspaper oh, articles wow. of my stuff. I had a backdrop in my um, work area where a lot of people signed it throughout the years, and they ripped that. It was like it just seemed more like just, just trying to get you. But I'm not gonna hold you that following year. I had over 20 shows up and down the East Coast, so it was like Got you right. did that, but it brought so many more people in that loved me. Like it was so. Funny. You did that, but I'm gonna get right back to it every time. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That seemed like just your personality type. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a, a real serious character treat. Right. Like another thing, like, so all your pieces are one-on-ones, right? Not all. Some I'll do, like, bulk. Okay. Like, do But like, you're still doing this by hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, could you talk a little bit about, like, the, the process that it takes, the materials, is the specific materials that you're using, I guess, to, to go into so your shirts? To, I'm more, like, designs? a mixed-media person. Like, I'll paint, but I also, like, that's why I say I'll have to show you all my more intricate pieces they already sold. I'll work with, like, straight denim, but create artwork out of the denim, not even touch paint, or, wow. like, artwork out of, like, fur. Like, I've done, like, a fur denim jacket collection. Um, mm. So I work with different types of material. I'm just, I like really being abstract and stuff you don't think of. I took a Dickies jacket and used balloon material from, like, foil balloons to make Pish Posh out in, like, a design. But I really like using like <laughs> things that's like I, I would have to show it to you Yo, and be like, and you took no, nah, you know I was talking about a different Dicky shirt. That's why you asked me this. What? You had a different Dicky shirt on there. It was a, a series that you did like of I guess just a representation of women's bodies, mm-hmm. and it was like brown, black rain saga. That's what I call it. <sighs> that was beautiful. That was beautiful, so and that? I saw it sold out, and I was salty. But <laughs> I'm drop more. I'm drop more. All right, all right, cool, cool. But no, I was gonna say like if those is the types of things like I feel like when I saw sold out, it helped me to see like the variety of things that you offer. So yeah. even though I couldn't get it, I was a little sorry that I missed it. But like just to be able to see it was crazy to see the different things that you are able to create. Yeah. Just to leave that up there, I think was crazy. Yeah, I really like that. So that design started. Three years ago, I did a canvas collection. It was called Black Rain Saga. I, I had a book. I like urban novels. I had a book okay. called Black Rain Saga. And I just ripped the pe- pages out, covered them on canvas, and then did the girls on there. Wow. Um, and that, like, sold really, really well. I and I was like, I want to bring it back, but put it on clothing. So that's why I did that's the dicky. That. That's so creative. What's the, what, what, what piece are you most proud of? Like, It's so hard because I have so much stuff. I have pieces that people might tag it. Tag me in it, and I'd be like, dang, I, I forgot did I did it. Right. <laughs> I have done so many pieces. Um, What's my favorite? Right it's now. Really what's your favorite hard. right now? It's so hard. I did a Virgil piece that really went viral Okay. when he passed away. Yeah. It was on the Dickies. Um, I really liked that. Okay. I took, like, a few hours to do that. What um, was the piece that was, like, one of your hardest to make? Hmm. Hardest. I don't know. I can do it. I'll teach myself. (laughs) Could you say that into the mic for me? I don't think there's a limit on things I could do. Like, I'll teach myself. You know, I didn't know how to sew for some time. A year ago, I dedicated my, like, entire energy into learning how to sew. I wore a sewing machine, everything I needed. Because I'm like, I'm about to teach myself. Because, yeah, I just want to be more established as being all the titles that I am, designer, artist, creative director, all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. I really was like, I'm going to teach myself how to sew because... Once I do that and really master it and I'm able to do gowns mm-hmm. on top of that, then it'll be, like, infinite. Yeah. I've done, like, prom um, attire for people. Wow. How was that? The prom girls are a handful. Not dresses, more so suits. Oh. I, did, I had a client in Atlanta, and he's, like, super big. His name is Mateo. He's, like, a rapper, but he's big. Yeah. Um, I did a prom jacket for somebody, and well, suit, and they actually won prom king in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm like really just trying to get some more intricate pieces and uh, just expand that way. It's so much. I feel like it's not enough time no, to do everything. To do everything I want. 
you know, I, I'm in also into film. I like creative directing, and I want to get into videography and creating aesthetics. So I'm good at branding. I feel like the way I moved Pish Posh and the way yeah. I'm able to, like, go in, create my own commercials and my own visuals and stuff like that, and even flyers, I want to get more into media content for other people. Yeah, you, you really feel like you can do anything and be, and be doing it. Like, yeah, that's, that's, like, that's the important <laughs> part. Oh, side note, I'm currently it. managing two artists. Ooh, what's so management artists. as well? Not not artists, but like musicians. Musicians. Yeah. Word. Mm-hmm. Wow, you wear all the hats. Yeah. How's that going? It's lit. I love it. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Because I was already, I feel kind of connected industry. I know A&Rs. I know like also like rappers and stuff because I've designed for some. Designing for Drake. And I'm like, you know, I just love music. Music has always been me. I have playlists that I curated on Apple Music. I'm like, follow me on Apple Music. Wow. Listen to my vibes. So I just like the music and shit. I just like to be able to see something, like really see it from like the start and to blossom. Yeah, like, that's my goal right now to just get it to skyrocket so I can just see how I can be able to help somebody else. Wow. We're going to have to bring you on the team. We're going to have a, a separate meeting after this. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the uh, what's the what's the, the the most profit you made off a piece that you sold? Hmm. My jelly bags. They went crazy two years ago. I posted them on Twitter, and I love Lauren Hill. I had put her voice over on um, one of a video I made, just time lapsed of me working. Mm. And I put it on Twitter. I fell asleep. I woke back up. It went viral, and I had like. That's like five times you went viral. You got to give us the recipe. Oh, it's very <laughs> often. It's so often. Oh, it's very often. <laughs> but I like, I made like 45000 in one day. Like, just <laughs> on the jelly bags. Mind you. Mm. <laughs> they were just, like, so, like, tiny, and mm. I was selling them for, like... Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, we got to take a moment. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, now we can get this. You know, it got so crazy. I'm yeah. like, I'm not even going to do this to myself. I know people going to be upset with me because I got to paint them all. I'm going to delete this post. But I know it would have went even crazier if I would have kept it up. It was only up for... It was not, not even up for the whole day. Yeah. It just mm. was like, you know... Let me delete this because <laughs> it was a lot painting them bags, a lot. I had to really start locking in and timing myself, making sure I get a bag done in every three minutes. Wow. That's so would you crazy. say that was like your biggest profit you've made from like a collection of pieces? Definitely, like definitely. Yeah. The I Hope hat was good, um, but this was definitely like, this is crazy. Because even when I deleted it by so many people wearing it, the it was still drawing in. Yeah. That whole summer, I was just like, like uh, <laughs> screenshots. The, yeah, I'm sure it still was circulating yeah. even after you did yeah. it. What's the What's the most pieces you ever made in a month? Do you know? Or it definitely got to be the jelly bags. Well, right. hats are a good thing too. My signature hat was something from the beginning of like Pish Posh, and I can paint like a hundred of them in one night. Damn. So it's like people will always love them. They like, I love your signature hats. I just oh. had someone. One of my friends, he's a good, he's so like sweet. He used to like just bring me Gatorade during my fashion shows and stuff. But he hit me up the day. Gatorade because you was exhausted. Yeah, a hundred <laughs> hats. game day, and I'm like she working. But he hit me up the other day and he was like, "E, you need anything?" I'm like, "Nothing." I mean, my sales been a little off, but you know, just buy something maybe. He was like, "Here's one fifty. I want a signature hat." Mm, Mind you, my signature hats. I sold them as cheap as a dollar at a point. Wow. <laughs> so to see him just drop that, I'm like, you know, That's I really can up. elevate Sorry. and like Value. bring my price point up because people are willing to pay just to not pay. often. Pitch Pod is like a, a household name, I feel like now. I have people that have tatted it on them. Oh. Like three different people. Mm. And I'm about to learn how to tat so I could just start Do doing it. Do it myself. Everybody that <laughs> oh, you want to 
Oh, you with a pitch posh tat? <laughs> no, yes. I had a, a customer when I first moved back to Philly. He, he bought jelly bags for like his girlfriend, I think, or something. And he was like, you know, I just really love your brand. I want to get pitch posh tatted. Can I get it tatted? I'm like, sure. sure. <laughs> so I went and I vlogged it. And then from once I posted him, everybody was like, I want it tatted too. I want it tatted too. So I got like a few other people that's coming up that like want it done and I'm gonna go out and vlog them. I got a girl from Connecticut that wants me to go up there that's to it. like vlog her getting it. That's love. That is so, crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. It really that's <laughs> ridiculous. It is. It's, it's, it's like unreal sometimes. I just be yeah. like, I don't like soak in it and be like, wow, this is crazy. So I, I'm kind of like passive, I guess, but I try to remain mm-hmm. like humble and just like, uh, I was really about to say pish posh when you said it, but I was like, no, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> but no, that's crazy. So you could, you could it. really talk heavy, like, many yeah, really touch like, your name out this joint. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> girls too, girls too. <laughs> girls too, though, girls too. And it's big. It's like on his arm here. Then I got a friend. She has one here. Um, Yeah, and a couple other people, they just like, I got to get it, I got to get it. Uh, I'm excited for that. But I want to really learn how to tat. So I could, I want to do other stuff. I hope I don't get to that point, but I really just want to do the signature for people. Yeah. Like if they hit me up, like, yeah, I could do it for you. Cause they'll, then they'll make it even better. Like yeah, they got it from it. me. Yeah. 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 And they'll be connected to the brand forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We looked on your, your, your page and it said that you was recognized on the BET top 25 black owned businesses. Mm-hmm. What, what was that like when that happened? And how did that happen? Like, it was so random. Somebody actually probably tagged me in it on Twitter and I was like, wow, I didn't know this. <laughs> Wait, that's how, that's how you found out? That's how you... Yeah. Wow. Oh, no, yeah. So you didn't, like, enter or nothing? No contest, no nothing. Mm-mm. A lot of my publications really came just of just, I guess, the hard work that I was putting in and getting recognized. Like, uh, I had, like, a few, like, big, like, names like that. Um, Complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, got Complex? Red, red, um, I had styled uh, this music group that I know that was going out to L.A., and they wore it, and they got best dressed, like, for their, like, complex, like, you know, recap, but, yeah. like, complex kind. Yeah. So it was, like, really dope on that. I have, like, an interview with Yes Weekly, like, just, like, a couple. It's been, like, um, a few, but BET, that really shocked me because I was, like, I didn't even know, didn't even but know. I appreciate I you for tagging me in this because I probably yeah. would have never knew. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just cool when, you know, we're able to just Google ourselves and we just see, like, endless, like, stuff and, like, recognition and right. stuff. Is black people your core demographic? or or? I would say, but I'm really trying to get their white clientele, too. I mean, okay. I have, like, a few white clients, but I really want more of them. Yeah, I yeah. want to just the White people don't be own it as much as the black people. Yeah, I, I think it's because, I don't know. Have y'all ever really just looked at y'all Instagrams? It's like, we are our own world. Yes, They're right. their own world. Yes, yeah. I'm just trying to enter trying into to, that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really trying to get my stuff on Dow's Kill, because I know that would be that bridge. Because okay. they have, like, a, a large white clientele. So, wow. Dow's Kill is big one getting like up and coming designers onto their website. So I know that would help me. Um, and just other, I guess, major big corporations that buy from brands yeah. and stuff to expand it. So you talked about how um, you style for, for some famous people. Can you talk about some of the famous people that you've styled? Yeah, so um, one, well, I didn't actually style for Big Sean, but I gave him a piece because I got selected for, he does this thing um, in Detroit. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's where he's from. He does, like, a little mini festival. But he did this convention type of thing where it was, like, a contest where, like, he picked, like, 20 designers around the country to come to Detroit and, like, pitch a sneaker design to Puma. Wow. So I went there for, like, a weekend. I did that. I didn't win, but I got him a piece. Mm. He really loved it. He was so hype. Mm. <laughs> I just posted a recap video of, like, him coming up to me because he was really excited about my sneaker design that I created. Okay. Um, 
And then I did a piece for Dave East for one of his music videos. Um, mm. It's called Prosper. Uh, it was like a custom piece of his daughter on the back. Mm. Yeah, his daughter in the video. So he just wanted to like wear that in there. Um, I did something for PNB, A Boogie, um, what's that girl name? Kalani. Mm. Um, right now, I'm, I've been connecting with a lot of Philly up and coming artists yeah. um, that are going to be doing some shoots soon. But um I gifted something to like Jada Kiss. Um so my ex boyfriend, he was connected to him because he uh, manages an artist that was signed under um uh so Rasty. Okay. Jada Kiss. Hey, yeah. Um and just uh, like a few other people. Um I feel like my momentum is gonna before I was just like always hunching, like let me get him on it. But now I really more so the more so the celebrities come in. Come a in. person that I definitely have put a lot of pieces okay. in was Ruby Rose. Um I had actually did a collab uh why would we both were hosting on the same mansion party mm. before she ever blew up? Like when she was just dating a uh, Playboy Cardi at the time. Okay. It was in Atlanta. It was so dope. But she was really a sweetheart. And I was like, you know, I'm going to give her some pieces. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then like she just, she was, has wore them like heavily, like yeah. one of her like videos and stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of any other people. Um, that's it for now. For now. Um, for now. Yeah, right. for now. Emphasis <laughs> on for now. Yeah, I have, like, a lot of people uh, that I do want to get stuff to um, that I really admire. Of course, I really love Rihanna. She has grown on me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the next goal? That's mm -hmm. what it's Rihanna. Go. Um, and a person that I love here that's from here is Milano. I really admire yeah. her. Like, she's okay. just so sweet. Okay. <laughs> that's fire. So so what's the next step? Where are you taking it from here? What's the So, again, getting from? into the galleries, I just want to brand my real intricate home artwork and i'm getting into decor i started a pitch by decor page so i'm gonna be doing like custom furniture pillows stuff like that i've already started pillows i just haven't made like i haven't dropped it yet i will probably drop it by next week but i started a pitch by decor page um i'm just always finding new ways of stuff and i also have another business called i in peace um it touches base on the third eye and just um eye protection and stuff um it's like little pendants but i also do like custom like jackets for it as well too mm, okay. um it's still in this growing phase i've done a few little pop-up shops with it but it's not there yet but it's going to get there um and i guess i'm just always finding new stuff to do okay so you got a lot actually yeah. it's, yeah. a, it's, a lot. <laughs> yes, it's a lot i'm all over the place it's so funny That's, but no, it all connects creative. into who i am yeah. as a creative it's yeah. like it's it, endless it seemed like you got a lot of creative energy like mm -hmm. that you put in a whole bunch of different things like artist management is crazy and then decor and then like the yeah. wild shirts and all that that's all of it is amazing so <laughs> if you had to give advice to a, a young girl like yourself trying to to break into to art or fashion or anything just trying to follow their dreams what would that advice be um definitely hmm. i want to narrow it more down to philadelphia okay because i feel like Understanding my transition from North Carolina to here is diff completely different mindsets. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, everybody has that great hustle mentality. That's how I stood out down there. Mm -hmm. But as far as the will to connect with people and understanding what you put out, you get back. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of things I probably accomplished also just goes back to my character. Scratch the hard work. Mm. So I try to tell people to, like, be good. Like, be a good person. And, like, even if it's not you, just do good by others, encourage others to do good because that stuff really circles back. Like I just, I tell people a lot, like I don't, even if with the little fail moments that I had, I always came out on top. And I think it's just because how I looked at it differently on the energy I put out. And I, I wanted to emphasize on Philly because I feel like 
it's been a little depressive being here, like just with like how everybody moves, I guess, mm -hmm. not Compared like family to, oriented. Yeah, yeah. kind of like how it's different. I know everybody don't know each other, but when I was at A&T or just being around like a lot of like-minded black people, they were more family oriented. I didn't have to know a person for somebody to just speak mm -hmm. kind words to me or whatever. Like I do have to give credit to my neighbor who helped me build my website, who helped me learn how to um, design it, what I need, the steps I need to take as far as business cards, stuff like that. And he didn't owe me that, but he just did it just off the strength of just like connecting and stuff. And I'm forever grateful for that. But I just always tell people like definitely connect with people and like just push good energy because it's really going to come back. And mm. just, of course, when it comes into the business, just make sure you're really happy with it and stuff because you'll really just level up like constantly if you know you're comfortable within it. You know, some people probably might do something and you might not be happy in this. It probably might fail because you right. don't got that real push or urge into it. You don't got the why. Like yeah. You said, like you said. Well, thank wow. you. <laughs> yeah, thank He's you about wow. <laughs> no, it, it was it's beautiful. Thank you. I think just to see everything that you've been able to do just from your passion and your real creative energy is just crazy. Like literally every area that you've jumped into has been successful thus far. So Right, right, right. We well, gotta put the city on. Yeah, seriously. Right. Mm -hmm. We got to. Where can the people find you at if they wanna, you know, look into some of your designs or reach out to you or yeah, just support? So my Instagram is the Pish Posh Girl. I'm not on TikTok yet. It's coming. <laughs> Actually, I did make it. I'm just not I haven't posted Active. it like yet. Yeah. But that's the Pish Posh Girl as well too. My website is pishposhworld um dot com. Um it's a lot of little gems on there. I got my one on one collection. About to start the decor um, and stuff. And I also do custom one-on-ones.